0: All right, how you doing, everyone? Welcome once again to Big Blue Kickoff Live here, presented to you by Coors Light. As always on Giants.com, I am Russ Salzberg, along with my co-host today, former two-time Super Bowl champion David Deal. And uh, again, the number, as always, 201-939-4513. It is Wednesday. That means what was in the past is in the past We focus on what is ahead. What is ahead are the Buffalo Bills coming in for the second week in a row, I might add, to MetLife Stadium. And uh, Dave, um, you know, you've been through this before. So, uh, as I say, you put what happened in the past, in the past, you try to correct what went wrong, and you move forward.
1: That's all you can do, obviously. uh, When you go back and you look at the Dallas game, uh, there's moments that you're just, as a football team, you're disappointed because... It wasn't just things that they capitalized on. It's opportunities that you didn't capitalize on and take advantage yourself. And you know that this is a growing period uh, for both the offense and the defensive side of the ball, especially some of the younger players that were in this spotlight and were tested by some dynamic athletes by the Dallas Cowboys.
0: Yeah, I'll tell you who looks very dynamic to me. This uh, running back, Singletary, for the Buffalo Bills, he looked very, very impressive. He did. The the rookie out of FAU,
1: the fourth rounder that they just brought in. Uh, I mean, he fits their scheme perfectly. He's low, compact, uh, Make sure that he has the patience and has the timing of when to hit the hole. And the way that he lowers his body and he runs very compact, it's tough to get a big hit on him, and it's tough for sometimes linebackers to see him through the offensive line. And you have to give him credit. He caught the ball out of the backfield, and there was times where he made people miss in the second level. So those are things that you have to be concerned about.
0: I I would think this week, you you know, uh, at least from an offensive standpoint, because they're going to be aggressive under the coach, uh, their head coach, McDermott. Yep. They're they're going to be, uh, Sean McDermott, uh, aggressive. So, uh, again, it's keeping Eli upright. And if you will, one of the things – David and I were talking about off the air if there was a negative about the offensive line and I kind of Paul addressed it yesterday to uh you know a third and one a third and two fourth and one the push from the yeah, guys up Yeah I front.
1: mean uh you know I, some people laughed and it's a good problem to have where I have to com- correct people when they were saying oh the o- offensive line was lights out and they were great in this game I would say they were good for that sheer fact when you know you have a third and one like that and you know, the outcry is, well, it shouldn't have been Penny. It should have been Saquon. There was absolutely no push. And whether it was Saquon or Penny, they wouldn't have got the first down. And that comes upon the offensive line to have that onus because great offensive lines understand that third and one. That's the critical part of the game for survival
0: for you to keep you in the race. I. I, I- couldn't agree with you more, but again, marked improvement from last Oh, no season. question. It's I like mean, night and day watch. You it. know the phone calls. Like, I, I made it a joking jest a jest yesterday. Our, our buddy Charlie from Maine called, and he was praising the offensive line, and, and it, it was a marked improvement. You can see a cohesiveness and a confidence, and he, Eli had time. Yeah. He, he was standing tall in the pocket. Yeah,
1: they had time, and, and obviously the run game with the way that Saquon continues to – prove his value and what type of impact player that he is that is a bright sign of what's to hold again but once again we go to a bigger challenge now considering the strength of the Buffalo Bills is there- their defense in their front seven so this is going to be a taller task than last week all
0: right two oh I should say again two oh one nine three nine four five one three 4513 is the number uh, normally I go with calls in order but apparently, we've got uh, James calling from Sweden. Oh wow! And anybody who's calling from Sweden with a question, in particular, he says for David, I'm going to go to Sweden first and hear what uh, James has to say. So, welcome from Sweden, James. You got? Are, are you munching on some fondue? Maybe? Ah, I don't know about that, Ross. <laughs> what do you got for? What kind of questions you got today, James? Okay, well, I just want to, a quick comment
2: that. Uh, in the first game, the offensive production was fine. It was just the, the secondary was seriously lacking. And like you said yesterday, it's just one game. So we we can do better. We will do better. And I just have a quick question for David.
1: Go ahead, Jerry. Yeah, go ahead. We're listening, my man.
2: Okay. Well, David, you remember when the Giants played the Rams at Twickenham?
1: Yeah, I was there, yep.
2: Yeah, you were there, and because you remember you signed a guy's jacket on the sleeve?
1: Uh, th- th- it was an autograph signing. I signed a lot of autographs during that time, but I hope that it was you judging by this story, James.
2: Well, that, that was me. That was my jacket. You signed my jacket outside of Twickenham before the game. Yeah, what and a boy, great boy, boy, boy.
1: experience meeting all the fans there. What a great, great giant win there, too.
2: Yeah, it was a good game. All right. Well, you guys keep up the good work, and uh, the Drive for Five is still alive.
0: I right. appreciate it, enjoy, right, Sweet right, James. And James. Thank you. Thank you. That boy, that's a long-distance call to find out if you remember if you remember <laughs> I, the autograph. I feel session. I feel bad that I didn't remember that <laughs> yeah. one, but it was a, it was part of the autograph
1: signing there, and I, I spent a bunch of time uh, with the fans and the fan base there, whether they flew in from the states or you know, it was awesome to meet fans from Italy and Germany and Croatia. Uh, and all the different areas that we're so pumped up to have NFL football there.
0: alright three nine four five one three 201-939-4513 is the number once again. Let's now go to the Bronx and check in with Ralph. Hello, Ralph. How are we doing today?
3: Hey, Ralph. how you doing? And Dave, uh, was always a pleasure to talk to you. You're a giant legend. I, think you're, I don't know when your name's going up in that ring of fame, but it should definitely be going up soon. I appreciate that. What can we help you with, my man? Oh, no, I just got two comments. One comment, I mean, the overreaction over one game, by the fans and then social media is absolutely ridiculous. Some of these morning host shows also ridiculous. And two, everybody is like blaming the the safety. I mean, uh, the cornerbacks for all the you know wide open receivers. And I put a lot of blame on our uh, supposedly experienced safeties. And I know that they're going to fix that first and foremost this week. I think the professionalism of Bethea and Peppers They know how bad they play, and I think they're going to have an outstanding game. I see like my prediction for them. I think one of them at least is going to have a pick this week that, you know, it's going to make the Geekfels feel comfortable just to get off the field. I think once the defense gets off the field a couple series, they'll settle in, and I think the pass rush will pick up. And my question to you, Dave, um, do you really think, I mean, what I was watching, Zeitler, he's great. Don't get me wrong. I think he's Outstanding guard, I and mean, he should be a Pro Bowler this year. But my question to you is: I see him; he doesn't get low enough on run blocking. I see him get sliced a couple times. That that like Saquon, or other running back has to jump cut on his side a lot. Did you did you see that in the tape?
1: Well, watching the tape, obviously, you know the one thing is is that I, I've talked about this in, over the last four seasons, and I, we were just talking about this before the game. Run blocking and offensive line play doesn't truly hit its stride until week four for the sheer fact that players don't hit and that you cannot duplicate what it's like moving a defensive lineman from point A to point B up against his will. And I I can agree with you. There was times that he was high, he got pushed up, and the ball where it had a jump cut behind him. But that was across the NFL. You know, Think about how many times, just like the one that I was talking about, the third and one that was not converted based upon the offensive line not getting the push. Because when you don't practice it in training camp and you don't go through it live like those situations, it's going to take a week or two to get used to it. So I think that there was times that it did happen, but it wasn't only this offensive line. It was literally all 31 other teams that had the same type of issues
0: week one. You you know what, Ralph, in fairness to Dave here, he's been been saying that since we've been working together for the past few years that training camp and, and preseason, it's just not the same as it was in the past with no. two days and everything else and restrictions nah, on what, what you can do. And he, listen, you've said that all along. Yeah. It, it's, it, but it's not just the Giants. But in fairness, when you are talking about a situation where you've know, you got a new unit in and it takes time to get that cohesiveness, so it's a little longer, and uh, you know there was. Certain, listen, it was a marked improvement, without a doubt. A, 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 oh, made, no, a major improvement. Russ, I'm not arguing that. Yeah. What I'm
3: saying is, like, I see Zeitman as a pro bowler this year. Like, I could see yeah. the difference. I can see the difference of his play. Like, but I just like to hear from Dave because you know we don't get that insight. I know no. I, went to, I went to training camp and you see them with the shorts and, the, and, and yeah, and the, and the shoulder pads that like, you never see the boom and the bang. You, and, I, you, and I totally get that. It's a great it takes point. a couple of weeks to get yeah. to that physical
1: it, It's a great point. And like Russ said, I've ever since the change of the CBA and this new training camp, I've been hammering this home because over the last four seasons, what have we always talked about within the first three, four weeks of the season, regardless of whether it was the Giants or not? how oh, bad offensive the line. offensive line play is. And it's yep. no coincidence because it goes hand-in-hand hand with training camp practices, not just preseason, but those practices where you have nine-on-seven inside drill, when you have short yardage and goal line live. That's the only thing that can give you that same duplication of what, what you're going to have in facing a game.
0: You know, by okay. the way, since you bring up Zeitler, uh, and this was just really a little while ago before they went out for practice. I was, saw him in, in the locker room. And, you know, because there was some talk about his shoulder, having a shoulder issue. So I walked up to him and I said, uh, hey, uh, Kev. Kev, how's your, uh, how's the shoulder? He looked at me, non-issue. Yeah, exactly. hey, no, the and, 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 then, That's and then the, the football. <laughs> the, 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 That's the, football. No, and the next, next, next thing he said to me was it's never an issue in the nfl <laughs> and my answer to him was yeah it's only an issue if somebody else wants to make it an issue in other exactly. words quick like in the media so thanks for the call ralph appreciate no, it thank you guys thank
3: you i appreciate you taking my call thank you you, got it.
0: thank you you know what as soon as he said that to me i thought of you immediately yeah i mean that's it, the attitude yeah that people always say "Well, what do you mean by
1: that the only time you feel 100 percent is the day before training camp other than that, you're going to have bumps. You're going to have bruises and things that you're going to have to fight through. That's just a game, especially when you're an offensive lineman.
0: Yeah. Uh, by the way, also, uh, one of the guys, in terms of the latest injuries, Kareem Martin's going to be out for a while um, on defense. But, but uh, Sterling Shepard is going through some concussion protocol. Yep. However, good news, he was out there jogging uh, at the beginning of practice today. So, yeah. Uh, Uh, I think we'll know more as the week goes on, but um, that certainly, to me, is a good sign. Yeah, it is. It's a good sign that he's even out there doing it. Exactly. Uh, 201-939-4513 is the number. Let's go to Connor, someplace in New Jersey. Hello, Connor. How are we doing today?
4: Hey, what's going on, fellas? Uh, Long-time listener, first-time caller.
0: Welcome aboard, buddy. Uh,
4: Thank you, thank you. Um great show and uh yeah just have one comment and a question the offensive line seemed to look uh really good versus tough dallas defense so i'm happy to see that and hope that we can continue to be a consistent thing going forward just got to finish the drives with some more points and less yep. mental mistakes and then from my question i know it's only one game but the pass rush has been scary non-existent um In your guys' opinions, what are some things we could do to get to Josh Allen this week? Also, I'd expect to see some possible changes in the secondary. Any thoughts on why we didn't see Ballantyne or Julian Love this past week? And does James Betcher? I thought you had two questions.
1: This turns into five right now. I love week one. It sounds like you're doing (laughs) it.
0: No no disrespect, Connor. sounds like you're doing a thesis on the defensive backfield
1: there. (laughs) Uh, I got. I um, only got no, one my, comment and one question. We're in. still going. No, no, day. absolutely. You know, the the thing that we always talk about, which, you know, any caller could allude to, uh, anytime your team wins week one, we're going to the Super Bowl. Anytime your team loses week one, it's hit the panic button. But when when you look at it, obviously we all know the defense needs to play better. Need, there needs to be more communication, and you have to know – and just do your job and try not to do anything outside of that. So you know that's something that they're dealing with, and they know after looking back at this game, how much of that accountability goes to them. But it is a team game, and you know James Betcher and these coaching staff are going to make the changes necessary, not only in regards to schemes, but in regards to the players that are going to be able to bounce back from this adversity and play better and play winning football. In regards to the pressure package, in regards to getting pressure on a quarterback – That is going to be paramount in this game up against Josh Allen because if anybody watched and goes back to that Jets game, when they pressured him in the first half, that's where you saw the interceptions, that's where you saw the incompletions and him playing like he was his rookie season. But in the second half when C.J. Mosley and Williams got hurt, they didn't pressure him nearly the amount of times. I think he only got pressured by blitzes twice in the second half. That's what allowed their offense to get back into rhythm based upon the run game and letting him ease in. So that's the one thing that they're going to have to do is they're going to be able to have to use the numbers, the fact that they're at home, be disciplined and not show their hand before. We always say like when you can use your home field advantage with no crowd noise, when you're on the road, it's different. When you're here and you've got that crowd noise and they're trying to push through it, what can you do? You can stem things late that are going to put offenses in bind as long as you don't show it too early for a quarterback to pick up. That's going to be the biggest thing that they're going to have to do up against this Bills team is be disciplined, holding their blitzes to the last second, and making sure they dial them up the right way and get home.
0: You know, Connor, you mentioned the uh, the defensive backs like Ballantyne or Love, and, and you know, Pat Sherman— alluded to it today you're dealing with a lot of young guys and I think it was you know feeling things around I I think we'll see more of just what you asked for uh moving forward you know possibly starting this week it was also interesting we were all around Janoris Jenkins locker today obviously being a veteran yeah. guy back there and you know every, everybody was asking him about um What is next, you know, with the young guys and what happened? And he said it was the first game. It was their first game. Yeah. And they were trying to ask him questions. Is it complicated? He says, no. I think, he says, were they humbled? Were they embarrassed? Were they? He says, no. It was a wake-up call. Yeah. They, they, They got... Woken up, That that's what it was. He th- he said they came in Monday, they came in Tuesday, they were in today, correcting the problems. He thinks they'll be back and they'll be fine. And so then somebody asked him, well, do you think, um, can you maybe take things for granted knowing that they're not going to throw towards you because... The youth is in defensive backfield, and right away Jenkins cut everybody off and saying, "No, the minute you do that yeah, is when you get in trouble because exactly. they're taking it for granted." And They'll that, catch that, you that, sleeping, and, that, and then all and of a sudden they attack. That one play might be the play that turns the game around.
1: And, and and you 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 said it, and it's something that you knew that there was going to be somewhat of a struggle, you know, on the back end, knowing that there's new young players, and the fact like Baker and Ballantyne they've been hurt through training right. camp and through the preseason games, and like I said. Going back, you can't duplicate game speed and you know that this is going to be a waking up for them and it's
0: going to be a spotlight on them to get better and they're up to the challenge. You know, when you were talking about the offensive line not being able to get work and the cohesiveness, and as soon as you were talking about that, I was thinking about these young guys. I mean, listen, if you're a younger team, it's gonna affect you even more so because you got guys doing it for the first time, and mm-hmm. they got a lot of them. I did. There's five of them, five yeah. or six of them in the defensive backfield. By the way, uh, Pearson here just uh, uh, made a note to us that T.J. Jones has been resigned. Okay. By the uh, Giants. So what? Actually, I I thought he was gonna make the team anyway. So
1: I I, I thought it was gonna be close. But yeah. yeah, you know the one thing that I think that that keeps ball, job security is ball security. I think the muffs on special teams
0: hurt him. Yeah. Okay, let's go to Virginia and check in with Christian. Hello, Christian. You're on with Russ and David.
5: How are you guys doing? Um, Dave, I got a question mainly for you. Uh, you know, obviously in the media, a lot is always hyped up around quarterbacks. Everything's yeah. about the quarterback. Um, but I know you guys just have jobs to do, whether you're offensive tackle, a defensive tackle, linebacker. You just have a job to do that you get paid to do. How much of that is real with a romance? Oh, we have a guy back there, no matter how many scores we're down, no matter what the situation is in the fourth quarter, believing in that guy. How much is that real?
1: Oh, I mean, it's definitely real. You definitely, you know, for us, when I was playing and still to this fact, I know that if you put Eli in situations in the fourth quarter to come back in games, you know his experience. His preparation and his belief in his system and in himself will get it done. But at the same time, it takes all 11 players to do their job cohesively. You know, the one thing that you can do in college at the quarterback position that you can't do in the pros is single-handedly take over a game. It's one thing if you're a Michael Vick where he was running with it all over the place, but it's
0: another thing at the quarterback position where all, all hands on deck have to do their job. You know, Christian, right. I, I, well, I can speak to that for, for a bit because when, when you talk about how much of it is real, and I'll talk about David and his fellow guys on his Super Bowl champion teams. The last few years, right. the last few years when the Giants O line was not up to snuff, if you will, if you talk to yeah, all of I
5: mean, them. We, we saw it. Okay, we yeah, but,
0: but whether you saw it or not, but speaking to all of the guys. David mm-hmm. and and his colleagues they were all frustrated for Eli right. knowing what Eli could do and so right. that's the attitude yeah they yeah. believe in the guy so we got to make sure we protect the guy
5: Well we know that and Dave knows that more than anybody of course cuz he was in the in the room and I know that this is a tough subject for everybody who loves this team objectively though putting put trying our best to put the bias aside do you really believe that these current group of giants that none of these guys were on that team i mean you have the Aussie, but these guys they they see the they see the rings and they see the rings on his finger but they weren't around for those years do you truly believe that they look at 10 like he's that guy yeah and honestly as a fan i could say fan, that no without a single doubt a because i've ago, seen it in training camp
1: and i see the way that they handle things and i see the way that he uses his preparation his understanding right. of the offense, to get and make everyone else around him. Like, it's funny, it, as long as I've played this game and the times that I was in practice or in the huddle, every time a receiver would come back, I was wide open. No, you weren't. You're in double coverage. He shuts those things down right away and to the point to where you go back and they watch film, they're like, all oh, right, Eli, you're right. It happens all the time. And, and when you have a player like that who has his resume and proves it not just by his resume – but by his actions on the field and in the preparation while watching film and the way that he's able to dictate things, that's what sets things aside, regardless of whether the on the team or not. figure when we had our starting streak, it was for like four or five straight seasons. We used to have a competition during practice to see if we could get the alert or a checkout versus a blitz or something out before Eli Manning. We beat him one right. time. One yeah, time I mean, and throughout all that time. So I, I don't I think don't that has that.
0: anything with it. Thanks for the call, Christian. Appreciate it. Yeah, no, listen. uh, You're not standing in a locker room for 16 years because people don't believe in you. Exactly. (laughs) You know, that's... Trust me, that has never been a problem within that locker room. You know, maybe some of the media, but never in that locker room with the players. Never. I've never never seen anything close to that. You know, number 10... Eli Manning, you know, it's it's the same old thing, and I've said this, folks, you've heard me say it time and time again here, Parcells used to say that to us about Phil Simms, and and he'd be looking at the media in particular, he'd say, yeah, you guys, yeah, you're all going to be saying someday, yeah, that old number 11, he was was pretty good, and you know what, they're all going to say the same thing about Eli Manning. Because he's there every single Sunday. Every single Sunday or every single down. Yep. Daniel in Panama. Daniel, how are we doing today? Panama.
6: Hey guys, what's up? How are you? What's, what's going how on, are you, Dan? Daniel. How you doing? We're pretty good down here. Um I have two questions. The first question is, you know, with this team you watch guys run wide open down the middle of the field. Are we just getting out coached by other teams? What's going on with you know? This has happened for years. This isn't a wake up call. This is something as fans we've watched for years. So, are we just getting out coached? What's going on there?
1: We have a completely different background and safeties in a whole new defensive unit. So I think the one thing that you can look for is is communication on the road, especially with young players. Believe me, there's no excuse for any of it. There's no excuse for having the, com- the combinations of breakdowns and, oh, two guys looking at each other when a wide receiver catches a ball wide open. But the thing about it is, is number one, it was on spotlight and everybody knows they're accountable for their actions. And two, those are correctable things. And sometimes it comes down to keeping it simple. Get down to the basics of things, learn those things, get those things done properly, and move forward. So, did, like I was saying earlier, did I think that Baker might struggle a little bit in this game? Absolutely, because he's been hurt throughout training camp and didn't play throughout the preseason. And when you're going out there and going up against Randall Cobb and Amara Cooper, who are professional route runners, sometimes that's going to show up like it did. Now when you get back to it, you learn from the film, you regroup, and I'll tell you what, all those guys were here yesterday with Janoris Jenkins, watching film, going through things, and more importantly already hammering out all the communication things they need to have at home to start off the season right in the home field.
0: All right, Daniel? Yeah. All right, buddy. Yeah, my
6: second, quick question, second quick question, though. You watched the linebackers from the Cowboys. Why have the Giants not invested in that position in the last, you know, seven
7: to
0: ten years it's
6: frustrating to watch well, game changing
0: linebackers. Daniel but you're asking a question about but we can't uh, change I mean, and you, we you, can't. You, you can't change buddy what happened with, also with the previous regime this is a new regime which yeah. new, new changes uh they drafted uh zimenez in fact they just picked the guy thanks for the call Dan they just picked the guy up you know from the steelers yeah uh, to Tsar skipper who by the way standing in his locker really nice young man you know we saw, met him today for the first time a nice young man is all fine and dandy I was just going to say sure. that's nice he's yeah, nice we need an yeah, animal yeah, no, on the no, no, field we, here we need somebody that can play but he seemed to uh, yeah be very comfortable and he said we'll yeah figure he the, came from the Steelers so yeah. you know that
1: he's, he's been in the environment with a lot of media yeah. and stuff and knows how to
0: carry himself so um, but you know what was done in the past was the past yeah. we're, we're here now this is Dave Gettleman's second year you know and, yep. and uh listen the biggest question going into this offseason I don't care what anybody says other than you know want to say who would you draft and if you get a quarterback for the future was fix the offensive line yeah that's been done yeah that's been done is the number. By the way, got to remind everybody that Big Blue Kickoff Live here is brought to you by Coors Light. And if you want to enter to win the ultimate VIP game day experience courtesy of Coors Light, what you need to do is text VIP to 90464. That's text VIP to 90464 for more details. All right. Again, 201-939-4513 is the number for you people to call in. Let's head down to Tampa, check in with Rick. Hello, Rick. How are we doing today?
8: It's, hey, Russ and David. How are you guys? Today? Good. How are doing you doing, good, Rick? Nice, How are nice you? Nice to have you on. I look forward to this time. You know, regarding that other caller, I mean, a premier linebacker would be something that this team has needed since Antonio and even Beesom, who was hurt a lot, but was that kind of guy we did not ever address, and I, I wanted that in a pass rusher this uh, this off season, so I, I agree with him on that. You know, Regarding the defense first, um, because I got a chance to get on right after the game with you guys, and uh, I, I was glad because I knew the defense was going to have a little flaw here and there, but to be that bad, it was just shocking to be that bad. Now, the question on the defensive side is I know the, the back quarterback safeties and that, we have a lot of young players and I think there's a lot of talent there. Um, is it just like you said, is it just they need to be aware of picking up the the reads or who's got who? I mean, that's kind of fixable, I would think. Uh, this wake up call idea, I mean, there's no wake up call. This is the first game. I mean, they went 4 0 in preseason and they're. Uh, well, forget, it, forget, forget the preseason.
0: pre-season. Yeah. Don't, don't look at records in preseason. The
1: Detroit Lions went 4 okay. 0 in the preseason and lost every game during the regular season. That's something. Yeah. Okay. But I, like yeah, I said, it's about yeah, them playing right. together all at the same time at a game speed, something that they didn't get during training okay. camp due to injuries or okay. due to whatever it be. That's something. And, and and like I was saying, believe me, nobody is absolving anybody of mental errors and letting things go on the way that they did. But mm-hmm. the only thing that you can look back at it is is those are all improvable and things yes, that you they can are. account and for. I, and
8: I agree with that. Yes, and you're right, exactly. And I agree with you guys 100% on that part. Now, if um, it happens again, it was- then
1: that's when you have a problem and you've got to make as many moves as you need to make.
8: Yeah, the the re, regarding the so communication, all that could possibly against a team like the Bills, who's a different, different animal than uh, the, than the Cowboys. And, and again, uh, at home, uh, the defensive line where you have not as much. I I, I don't know the schematic. I mean, it's not as uh, what I would say. is not as much communication problems. You just need a guy to get in and, uh, and rush the passer. Would there be any changes in personnel that you could kind of try because. That's an area where, yes, you don't have to maybe give them, give them as much time as a guy who would be a middle linebacker, or a back, because they need to work on you know communication stuff to get in and rush the passer. So that's my first question. You can answer when I when I hang up. Uh, if you think they could interchange, maybe a player, you think there'll be a possible of a change. And regarding the offense with the play call, I thought that was your. You know,
1: first, I thought that was it, and you're hanging up. What happened,
7: Rick?
8: Nah, I love no, it. People no, get rolling. Uh, defense and an offense, man. Uh, the play call. Real quick. I I love Eli. I think Shermer is is not doing Eli any justice by not using Barkley, and not using and using him to roll out. Come on, it's like that's not Eli's specialty. He's not. Does any quarterbacks call their own plays anymore in the league? Is that something that anybody does? Rick's on a positive to
6: one ride? today, aren't yeah, you, Rick?
7: Uh, I, first Rick, of all, you're writing a book, or yeah. you're asking a question. No, uh, in in I regards know, to the I defense, in the defense, the, well,
1: the, the, the he's obviously Rick has hit the panic button. Yes, you either go to the Super I Bowl, if you wouldn't get
8: the... Eli killed, I mean, it's like is that Eli conspiracies? Like Shermer wants to just all right, we're not Eli. Oh,
0: didn't no, lose stop, the game. Stop. no, stop, No come on now, Rick. Thank, all right, th- th- thank you. No, but, but, but
1: I, I think number one, defensive line wise, yeah, you're going to start now to move guys around, play them to your strength and try to find mismatches up against certain offensive linemen that are going to create those one-on-one matchups that you want to have. That's something that you now can start putting together with a week one game. Now going into uh, the Buffalo game, now you can start moving those guys and fitting them around to where your strengths are and to where your weaknesses are. So you know coaches make that adjustment each and every week. And in, in regards to the offense and the offensive line and Barkley and Eli, Eli didn't lose the game on on Sunday. When not only did he, but when you lose, you lose as a football team.
0: So to sit here and go down that road, that's crazy. And, and let's be fair. Uh, again, not making excuses, but on a rollout in particular, Eli got screwed. Number one, it looked like he was a helmet to a helmet. Uh, it, it, you had Sterling tackled in yeah. the end zone. I, I mean, the whole but they thing. There were non calls. Yeah, there were non calls on that. Yeah. So, uh, I, I mean. <laughs>
1: It is what it is, as they say. There's nothing you can do to go back and change it; just
0: improve. You know, Pat Shermer is there rooting for Eli to win, not for yeah. him to do poorly. You know, I mean, and Pat
1: Shermer wants to win football of course. games. That's it.
0: That's the number one
1: overarching goal of all this team.
0: You know, you know. Let's some of this yeah, conspiracy stuff it gets a little uh, yeah cuckoo at times. Let's go to your old uh, city, Chicago, Chi-town, Town. All right, check in with Mark. Hello, Mark. How are we doing today? Great,
9: guys. Uh, it's great to be on the air, and finally, football is back. Yes, it is. I know we're all disappointed about the game. I'll say one thing positive that I was impressed with the way Eli threw the ball. It looked like he had zip. Yep. And he threw some precision passes downfield, you know, that which you don't see in the preseason. So, you know, that the. the uh, People were saying he had a lot more zip on the arm and yeah. arm strength. I definitely saw it in that I mean, game.
1: he was 30 of 44 for 306, a touchdown, no interceptions. How and about
0: only uh, sacked one time. How about that zip along the sideline to Latimer would Latimer yeah, hold right. it in one uh-huh. hand? But, but and Listen, he pulled it in with one hand, but Eli put that right in the bread basket. Right where it needed to be right, where only right he right could it get it it. Yep. Be. So, yeah. I, and so
9: let's go to the negative. And, you know, I don't know how you expect to have this better quality of football when you have guys playing 27 snaps in the preseason. Like, I think that's what Dexter Lawrence played. And it gets down, Dave, to what you were talking about, not having those drills in, in training yep. camp. And it not only affects the offensive line, it affects the defensive no line, too, because they're on the other side. And what happens So I don't know how you're... you expect guys to develop when they have such limited uh, – practice and
1: limited playing time in the preseason i mean look at it across the league look at it go back to last thursday night uh in our hometown of chicago the green bay packers chicago bears game neither one of those offensive lines played well up against those defenses and that's something to be said and then on the defense side of the ball when you don't have those extended eight nine play 80 90 yard drives it's not, you're not going to be able to know what that conditioning feels like. And that's something that they're going to have to learn and move forward with. But like we said, it's not just one team. This is all across the league right now right. that teams are dealing with it. And that's right. why you didn't see the quality of football week one in the right. NFL. Yeah, you're right. And, you know, whenever you see 17 punts in a game, you know you
9: have a really bad game. Yeah. But my question to you, Dave, is, and I'm looking at this from the standpoint of a former season ticket holder, You know, my family had season tickets to the Giants for 65 years. And if I had to invest a couple hundred dollars per game, you know, to go to a game, and that's just one ticket, to see this quality of football, I'd be really upset. On my TV, I can just turn it off. But my question to you, Dave, is if they went back to the old way, of being able to do live drills and all that, um, you know, the nine-on-sevens and all that that you were talking about, and I know it's all about injuries, I mean, to me, it's like you're putting guys in worse shape for injury when you put them out on the field for the first four games when they're not really prepared to do it. And, you know, you had the experience of, I don't know, how many training camps. How many linemen really got injured in training camp because of those drills? And I know there were some really bad ones, but if they went back to something where you at least could develop that offensive line play in in camp,
1: how many guys really would get hurt? Do you think? I mean, they, they, I mean you can't put, put a, a call, number Mark. on it because this is football. There's times, go back to, to when. Uh, it's also collective, as you yeah,
0: get up. It's the twist, collective, collective bargaining bargain you can't. But will, go so.
1: back to Teddy Bridgewater. Tore his, his knee up on a non contact drill just rolling out. So that's part of the game of football. You don't know. Every time you put on a helmet, you know that there's an opportunity, whether it's in practice or in a game, that you may get hurt. There are ways to do it, and there are ways to su- support bringing out the best in football without finding out ways to get injured. But the, I can't put a number on it. No. All I can say is, is that you can see the effect that it's had around the league on the game.
0: Let's go out to uh, California. Again, the number, 201 939 and let's check in with Manny. Hello, Manny. How are we doing today?
6: Russ. Yes. Tech alma mater, boulder of men, look at proudly look. we rise as we do see again. Uh, you went to How you br- doing, buddy? Um, when, when did you go to Brooklyn Tech? I I graduated a year or two before you in 67. Yes, two years before me. How see, about look that? At that?
1: Okay. Well, he was smart enough and got out of the, the weather, and he's in uh, California. You're yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> in California.
6: Very good, Manny. What's going on, buddy? <laughs> I've been listening to the show for years, but I'm usually at work, so I took the day uh, off and uh, I fucked about the the whole deal about the short yardage, and of course, give it to Saquon. I uh, I rewatched the first our opening drive, which you know was close to perfect.
0: Yes, it was. But there
6: was one play that wasn't perfect. We had first and goal on the one. And guess what we were called? A dive play to Saquon. And we lost two yards on that play.
1: There you go. That's exactly what I was saying earlier, Manny. There was no that play, and then go back to the the short yardage, the third and one. You know, there's outrage. How come it wasn't Saquon? Regardless of whether it was him or Penny, there was no push, and that ball was not going for a first down. And that's something where I said that onus goes to the offensive line, where they people are saying, "Oh, they were lights out and they were great. They were good, but great offensive lines capitalized, knowing that that moment is the time for you to get back and survive in this football game."
0: You know, you know what, Manny? Good for you. You're the first person to who, man up. Who, and who, to, yeah. who have I who, since Sunday? You are the first person I have not. It's, it's nobody in the media, not myself. N- nobody brought it up but you that, yeah, on that first thing, yep. that first drive, yeah, he
6: got the ball and he didn't get in. There you go. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, Ingram caught the touchdown on a fake on the second uh, a play, yeah and so it was a successful drive, and we forget about what what we thought was a no-brainer first down. Exactly. So we can't blame Shermer for calling uh, some things that might be a little bit different what Dallas, with their rep staff linebackers, might not have expected. Well, there you go, uh, man,
0: Obviously, you would know that because you're a Brooklyn Tech graduate, man. <laughs> That's it. Exactly.
6: <laughs> Listen, I'll let you guys go. Uh, but, David, uh, I'll take it off the uh, air. But I think that what the fans need to understand is the difference between the blocking assignments on third and short and when we're trying to make a bigger play. So, you know, you figure, well, if Saquon can make 12 yards, 15 yards, 59 yards, they certainly can make one lousy yard but hey the DB the defense knows what's coming exactly and the blocking scheme is completely different right
7: yeah
1: oh, it's it's completely different and that's why it's it's a game of inches knowing that on third and short yardage those goal lines that it is a man's game and it's your will up against theirs and on that play without any push the Cowboys will won thanks for the call
0: Manny appreciate it buddy call again manny he's gone yeah. okay well, look uh, at that no but a realist you know that, but that was a, that's a he, it's he, a great point he's the first person who brought it up yep the first person who brought it up i guess it was that play and then the the, the subsequent play that followed was the what's touchdown, the touchdown? At yeah so there you go but nobody brought that up no no that's a very 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 good point well done all right let's go to manhattan and check in with antonio antonio what's going on bud
10: Russ deal, what's going on guys? How's everything going? Good. How you doing? So I just jumped on to the show late, so I, I don't know if you guys answered this question already, but my question was first and foremost, the Dallas Cowboys came out with a completely new offense. Yep. Everything what I was expecting them to do, they didn't do it. It was um, completely it was
1: opposite pass. of Lenahan, crossing routes, deep crossers. It was a completely yeah. different type of style of play. Yeah. I agree.
10: So, I, I think that that caught the Giants coaching staff by surprise. But my, but my question is, you know, I didn't really see second half adjustments from the defense. You know, I, I, they, they played off ball, so they, they didn't press. Not one time in the whole game anybody got pressed. Nobody got their hands put on the line, off the line of scrimmage, any wide receivers. And I was just wondering, why was that? Is there, is, do you think, Dave, the, uh, do you know any reason why they, they didn't do any of that?
1: No, I mean, obviously, you've got to do something to change things up, especially in-game, to make those adjustments. You know, I I love press, man, because it just forces you to win one-on-one. But at the same time, when you're doing it with younger players outside of Jackrabbit, those are capitalized opportunities where it's like a gamble on the blitz. Either it's a home right. run hitter for you or it could be a home run hitter for them. So, I think that's something that you're going to be see more now that these younger players have a year under their game under their belt that they have game experience, they understand the magnitude of each and every play and when they prove that they can do those things, that's when you start to let them play that way.
10: Okay, that that makes sense. And then one thing too is on the defense, Dexter Lawrence didn't play that many snaps, and he's been promoted as a three-down lineman. Like, what, what what happened there? Well, I, you, actually, you, well, actually,
1: well, you know, it's going to be a rotation. You know, it's going to be a rotation of him, B.J. Hill, and Tomlinson. But the one thing, like I said, is is that when you're a younger player and you're coming out of college, regardless of whether you're at Alabama or Clemson or any of these schools. You're not going up against the the forum or or the the firm in offensive lines anymore. You was going up against one of the best in the league. The thing that he'll get used to and the thing that they're going to utilize more is each and every game. He's going to get more snaps. He's going to get used to the rhythm of play. But when you can have three interior guys that can rotate to keep fresh as long as they're playing effective, we know that's when defensive lines and defenses are at their best because then you're not getting worn down in the third and fourth quarter.
0: Antonio, uh, Pat Sherman was asked that very question that you just asked us. He was asked that very mm-hmm. question, and he said, yeah, no, he is going to get uh, be in there for more players. Again, as David ha- has brought it up you know, quite a bit during this uh, show today, Young guys, and, and you know, Sherman said, you know, when you get gassed, you get gassed. This yeah. is this is all new. Yeah, <laughs> you know, he wasn't playing for them. Yeah,
10: yeah. He was, and the he, last thing he, is, just I I would like to see the Giants. You know, the, the I, I would I would like to stop them doing runs to the defense of to the strength of the defense of the team. Like dive plays against the Dallas Cowboys when they have huge linemen. I don't think that was the best idea. But this is a man's game, yeah. Antonio. Yeah,
1: yeah. This is a, this is the NFL we're talking about oh, here. I you can't be I scared of running the towards the to strength. strength. That's what you do when you're an offensive line and when you're a good running team. You run to the strength, believing that you're going to get it done. So to sit there and say, oh, it's bad game planning because they ran to the strength." That's part of the game of football. That's
0: why it's as yeah. difficult as it is. Thanks for the call, Antonio. Pre- Thank you guys. You got appreciate it, Antonio. Yeah. No, but
1: pre- that's part of it. Like I said, you know, one of the best feelings in the world. Is when you're taking over games in the fourth quarter, you know what you're running, they know what you're running, and they can't do a damn thing to stop you. And that's when you get things rolling as an offense. Well,
0: that's also when you're imposing your Yeah, without a doubt. I I mean, here it is. Come and do something about it. Exactly. That's when you know, uh, using the old cliche in sports, that's when you know then you're firing on all cylinders and it's it's going your way. Let's go back down to Virginia and check in with Jack. Hello, Jack. How are we doing today?
7: Hello, Russ. It's a, it's an honor to talk to you. Um, growing up, watching you on uh, on TV. That um, brings back memories Why is memories he showing now. your age? And you're Why not, is he doing that to you, Russ? Friend, so <laughs> <laughs> you think that is a compliment.
1: I do and, appreciate I just it. Said, yeah. Yeah. I had, to, yeah, we'll I had to barb him a little bit, man. That's great.
7: <laughs> and, Mr. Deal, I mean, all those years as stalwart of the giant offensive line, um, can't thank you enough for everything you did. And you – must have been so happy to see week one finally an offensive line that I think we as Giant fans can sort of be proud
1: be of. Proud of. It, yeah, it tried it. no question, but, uh,
7: no yeah. question.
1: I mean, it's such a huge part of this game and part of this team to get where they want to go and make the improvements. From day one, it was the offensive line, and like we said, granted, it wasn't perfect, but it is something that you can look at. Be proud of that's like two ends of the spectrum of what we've seen before and it's only going to get better with the continuity growing and everybody else expanding in this offense as well
7: no no my friend absolutely uh it, it certainly will and i think they'll get better on defense too thank you very much to both of you for preaching patience to a lot of these fans who again don't seem to understand the whole thing with regards to like as you were saying russ dexter lawrence and david Dixon lawrence and, and guys on the offensive side of the ball too, people that are rookies, this is a whole new ball game for them. This isn't college anymore. you're not going to be in for every single snap. It just doesn't work that way. Nobody's an Iron man I, like yep, that
0: so', you're right, so. Jack, you know, you're right, Jack and, and thank, again, thank you for the call, but I, I've said this it's not just about football, it's in all sports yep. and once you're drafted. No matter how high you're drafted, no matter how big a bonus you get, whatever, you're still a young man doing it for the first time.
1: No question. And and that doesn't change. And one of the advantages of picking him and Dexter Lawrence is a player... Is because his tires on his tread are still fresh because of the amount of defensive linemen that they had, that they rotated in and out, so that he is now getting more game experience, but yet he is still a rookie and he will only continue to get better and better as this season progresses.
0: Let's go to our old friend here Charlie, Charlie, Charlie in Portland, Maine. Hey,
1: What's
2: going How on, Charlie? How are doing, Charlie? Hey, look, you know, the gentleman that brought up the point about Barkley and he, you know, and he lost two yards that's not the point that's why nobody brought it up because we gave it to our best player to make the play Mm -hmm. the reason why people were upset is because we didn't give it to our best player and if we had given it to Barkley, third and one and even fourth and one or third and two and fourth and one and we didn't make it then so be it but at least we gave it to our best player to make the play and
0: make it happen. Well, that was the point. Well, Charlie, I don't think anybody would dispute that, but I would just say this to you. It wouldn't it, have made a difference. If you gave it to him. Uh, l- listen, you're talking to the offensive lineman here. You're not talking to, to <laughs> me. You're talking to the offensive lineman. It wasn't going it
1: it was, to be a first down regardless because there was no push up front. Regardless of Saquon with his athleticism, his ability to do everything, he wasn't going to get the first. So you can sit here and say, oh, well, it was the wrong player. It should have been him. Regardless, at the end of the day, it wasn't going to be a first down. Yeah, but as you as an offensive yeah, but, lineman, David. But, but what? Don't There's nothing but do you think, don't but you a... think that... You, it it makes Remus no Remus difference who's back, back there before you go you to that, Charlie. That Charlie, before behind, you go right? to that, it doesn't make a difference which guy's back there. It's third and one. You know the magnitude. You're not saying, oh, well, we have Penny instead of Barkley. We're not going to do it. as hard. That's that's that, that ain't happening. I know, but
5: you
2: hear somebody with
1: But more quit talent. saying, but, Charlie. You know, I know, Charlie. I know, Charlie. That. I've done this before. I know. <laughs>
0: I'm just loving yeah, it. Because you're every time,
1: but, that, you're not going to win not, me with like, the butts, Charlie. You, you know
0: what? You're Charlie, you're becoming a pain in the butt is no, what they no, were no. trying to tell you. You are going to have Jacobs
2: running behind you.
1: And right? it would have been no different if it was Ahmad Bradshaw or Derek Ward. You're doing the same exact thing. You're that, doing the same thing, Charlie. We love you, Charlie. Thank you for the call, as always. It's third and one. <laughs> you know that you need to come off and mash somebody, regardless of who's behind you. That's your job.
0: You know why I'm getting warm and fuzzy here? Because <laughs> I'm enjoying seeing somebody else getting oh, agitated as but opposed to me. It, every time
1: it's butt, <laughs> butt, butt. I'm telling you, I stop being a pain it. in the butt. I yeah. lived it. I know, and and I understand. <laughs> Believe me. If if he if it was Saquon running it, you could say, okay, well, it was Saquon and we didn't get it. I get it. But at the end of the day, it wouldn't have mattered regardless. That's what you have to understand. Looking back, it wouldn't have changed
0: the play whatsoever because there was no push on the play. Yeah. Again, you know what <laughs> is not being addressed by a lot of people as well? for for, And that goes for offense and defense, for What's both that? sides of the ball. You know, that was a pretty good, imposing – group of men that the Cowboys have in the trenches on both sides. Of the oh, place. yeah. So I mean, it was a very, you know, for for what this has been for a new young team, uh, even with the new cohesive it's offensive a great, line. It's a great learning experience that, for that them. It was a big-time test yeah. for the first Yeah, without game out a doubt.
1: It. And, and that's a great thing for you to vote now, knowing exactly where you stand as a football team and what you need to do and correct moving forward. Because we always say, when you put something on film, It is out there, and it's like blood in the water. And if you don't correct it, teams and players are going to specifically attack those things. So for them to learn up against a good group like that was a great learning experience. Granted, it did not go the way that any of us wanted it to. But it's a baseline of what you need to improve moving out here forward and this test
0: up against the Bills does not get any easier. No, but they, they got that's a pretty yeah. good benchmark to to look at and say, wow, that bar was set pretty high in the first game. Yep. I mean, you, you're not going to see much better, you know, in the trenches uh, than what you got to see against the Dallas exactly. Cowboys. Uh, let's go to Brooklyn. My old stomping grounds check checking with Clay. Hello, Clay. How are we doing today?
11: I'm doing great, guys. How are you today?
0: Good. Great. How are you doing? Can
11: I I have a question I uh, and I tuned in late, so I apologize. Don't I worry about it. This, but the, the play you guys keep talking about, I'm assuming that's the play that Eli got called for the intentional grounding. That, no. that, that drive you're talking no, about? No, no. We were,
1: pe- people are talking about the third and one and not it being Saquon Barkley. But on the first right, and goal, it was Saquon and he didn't get it. Yes.
11: But So it wasn't third and one. It was second and a half. Because on second down, they gave the ball to Penny. Which is fine. It was second and less than one. Saquon had just caught a pass for nine and a half yards. Second and one, and it wasn't even one, they gave the ball a penny. It was third and one when they did a, a play-action pass. Oh, you're you're correct. One.
1: My mistake. I and said it I that way. You're correct. Down. Second and a half.
11: Because, because then we right, because then we punted on fourth down because they called it intentional in grounding. So my first point is, it wasn't third and one when we gave it to Elijah Penny. It was second and one. Second and one. My mistake. You're fullback on second and one and less than one. Nothing's wrong with that. That wasn't the problem. The third and one when we got the intentional grounding, Saquon ran along the line of scrimmage. That was a ridiculous call. You can't insist the quarterback throw the ball past the line of scrimmage when the receiver is at the line of scrimmage. Yep. The only way you can throw the ball past the line of scrimmage is if he overthrew the receiver. So that, to me, was a terrible call by the refs because he did throw it clearly to Saquon. It landed five and a half yards short of Saquon. Saquon was like a half a yard downfield. So how could you require him to throw the ball
0: past the line of scrimmage? You're when
1: the, the receiver scrimmage. wasn't there. It, yep, it's almost like it's right. almost at that time it's a, equal to a screen.
0: Clay, that's why uh, exactly. Pat Sherman was so uh,
1: upset over the call.
11: Right, but I yeah. haven't heard anybody say that the, that the call was should have been picked up because the and receiver didn't cross
1: the line of scrimmage. Basically. they'll turn them in because every uh, every Tuesday and every Monday, what they'll do is they'll come back, they'll review the penalties, and they'll send those in. And it's funny because a lot of times the NFL will send, well, that should have been a call. It doesn't change anything. They just admit right. their mistakes. And regardless of what it was, you always say in this game there were eight penalties for seventy yards. You always say to have a winning recipe when it comes to penalties, 3-2-1. No more than three by the offense, two by defense, one by special teams. And if you abide by those 3-2-1, your odds of winning the game are 72% just by 3-2-1 yeah, in penalties.
11: A point I wanted to make about the, the coaching call, because that was a bad referee call. Why was Saquon running parallel in the line of scrimmage? Saquon is faster than all of their linebackers. Even that pass that hit Saquon in the back when he's running up the field. Why don't we send Saquon downfield like the Saints do with Alvin Kamara? Who can cover Saquon 15, 20 yards downfield? But yep. we'll never know that because we don't send him 15 to 20 yards downfield.
1: And he should have been past the line of scrimmage because that's how he gets a first down. So he undercut his route, right?
0: Yeah, I, right, you, you, Clay. You know Clay, I, I, I happen. No, I was going to say I happen to agree with you, but I also think that I would be surprised. Okay. I, I will be surprised if we don't see what you're suggesting uh, in the future. Be it, albeit yep. in, in this coming game or games in the future, that yeah, let's see right. Saquon doing that. I, I agree with you.
11: If Saquon run, runs the wheel route in that play and takes it up field, you know, Eli is no Michael Vick, don't get me wrong. But
0: he doesn't need Probably to be because he, he can get
11: back. it over
1: the top. Yeah, no. Good, good. Right, but good, yeah. right.
11: even if he had gotten past the first man, there's no way he gets past the second man because the guys on the line is going to find 15 yards upfield. Great Maybe point, Eli Clay. Eli runs for two yards for a first down. Good, Great point. Good
0: point, Clay. Thank you for the call, buddy. Call again. Thank you, guys. Okay, pal. All right, let's go down to Philly, uh, check in with Jay. Hello, Jay. How are we doing today?
12: Jay. Here. What's going on, fellas? What's going on? What's How going you doing? on, Jay? Good, man. First off, I want to say, what's up, man? My first time calling. I'm, I'm listening to you all, like, all the time. Awesome. Thanks for
1: calling, Jay.
12: David. Yeah, yeah. Shout out, David, man. Thanks for the championship win, man. Dragon rights all day.
1: <laughs> Thanks you for know. your support. And, and like like you could always say, since you're calling from Philly, they still got three more to catch up.
12: Exactly. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and mind you, I grew, up, I grew up in Philly as a as a Giants fan, and you guys want to Super Bowl well, while I was in high school. Awesome. So,
1: you know. I'm How can we help you, man? What do you got for us? Because we're coming
12: close to the end here.
1: What's up, yeah, Jay? Yeah, what's up, Jay? All right, all
12: right. All right, real quick, real quick. Um, all right, I want to ask a few things. All right, first of all, um, what do you guys think about DB Coach Everett Withers? What do you think about the job he's
1: doing? Well, obviously, it's, you can coach out there, but it leaves it up to the 11 men on the field and the DBs to do their job. Right. And that's something that okay. everybody's held accountable for, especially looking back at this game and the breakdowns. Coaches need to coach better, and the players need to play better. You know, to to get facts. the X's down, you need to have the Joes down.
12: Facts, facts. Okay, because I, I as a DB myself, a former DB, I watch I watch the film of the games, and I just keep seeing error after error after error. That little mistake, that professional. If defensive backs shouldn't have. Like, and in the NFL, the forward, little yeah.
1: mistakes make up the biggest things for other offenses and wide receivers.
12: Yeah.
0: Yep. And, and, and I, y- you're also looking at mistakes from a, from a young group as well. Yeah. Which that, you're going to see is, more of that with and, a young group than a veteran And in no way, group.
1: shape, are we absolving it, but it's a baseline yeah. of where they're at right now. They know that they're on the call right now, and they need to play better. And believe me, the way that they've approached it this week and the way they're already out there practicing – there's going to be a right. change. They know that they have to in order to stay in their spot and for this team to do what they need to do.
4: Okay, okay.
12: Because sometimes it's just like the little things that I see, like, yeah. like we're blitzing. Your eyes blitzing in the wrong there, spot. You lose, take one step forward instead
1: of in. sit in place. Yeah, I mean, that, that split second of, of, of not reacting and thinking, especially yeah. when you're going up against good wide receivers, having your eyes into the backfield instead of staying on point with where your receiver's going and it's route – those are the things that will cost you games in the
0: NFL. Now, now Jay, yeah. y- y- tell me. Uh, uh, listen, I love the fact that you're a giant fan in enemy territory. How'd you become a giant fan growing up in enemy territory? No, I'm from Brooklyn.
12: Oh, okay. Brooklyn, East 26, New Kirk Ave. You saying? I'm a Brooklyn dude. All right. Awesome. I just moved to Philly as a young kid, and i just stayed with my squad. Awesome, uh, Now, well, now,
0: well, now, you t- now you, besides being a Brooklyn dude, you're also a loyal Brooklyn yeah. dude. So we like that. Thank oh, yeah. you for the
1: call, Jay. Oh, Much yeah. appreciated.
0: Thank you, buddy. we got to keep rolling. We only have a couple minutes yeah, left here. Yeah. Who's this? Uh, D-Lo? D-Lo? D-Lo. We don't have a lot of time, buddy. What do you got for us? What's going on, fellas? Um... I just got mad all over again. <laughs> 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 Don't do it.
1: Step off the ledge, d come on, Come on. back.
0: D-Lo's d- <laughs> calling from the Big Easy. You got to be <laughs> footloose and fancy free, bro.
1: What's going on, D-Lo? What's up?
11: Well, well there's this, uh, this guy on YouTube. His name is mike Too nice And uh, after every game, he drops the coach's tape on the, the
7: Sky View. Or okay. The sky Cam.
1: Mike Too Nice. What a, let's talk about Mike Too Nice's resume because I never heard of the guy and I played 11 seasons and been in the NFL for 17 <laughs> years. So let's be realistic with who's really breaking down films here. Granted, wow. I watched this game and there, there's improvements needed on both sides of the ball, but uh, I, I would suggest uh, letting your, uh, your your prototype and, uh, and anything you have in those doubts go to some professional people, not just people at home doing stuff on YouTube.
11: Yeah, I mean, you. I don't. I don't too much listen to them. I just look at the the, uh, the sky cam. Yeah. And kind of make my own assessments on things. But I'm I'm I'm. Uh, what's his name? Number forty-one. Uh, A. B. Antoine Patel. Yeah. He is too. He is too old to play this young man game.
0: Well, he needs to go back where he came from. <laughs>
1: D'Lo wasn't right. He's been drinking the Haterade today. He's yeah, real mad. Yeah. D-
0: D'Lo, I, you know, you're living in the Big Easy. Yeah. Go down a well, Bourbon no, Street, have some no.
1: fun. But the <laughs> thing I will say is, D'Lo, obviously, you know, like I talked about, you know, week one, whenever your team wins, you're going to the Super Bowl. When your team loses, it hit the panic button. Granted, yeah. it, ain't just, it ain't just Antoine Bethea. The entire team, offensively, defensively, need to play better, and they can't have the breakdowns when it comes to X's and O's. That's the one thing that you can't excuse, but you know those are things that you can improve moving forward. I'll tell you this, Antoine Bethea, you may say he lost a step, he has been paramount in the development of peppers out there because of his understanding of this defense and then that secondary of bringing buddy onto the same page. Maybe he might not be able to do it physically anymore, but he will sure show these guys and tell these guys, especially having the adversity yeah, head he in week one, mm-hmm. and coach them up on what they need to do moving forward. Because like that, I was saying, thanks for the it's call, It's like D-Low. blood in the water when you lay it out there. You don't think the next team is looking to expose the next thing that you just did the previous week. And you may make the corrections moving forward, which I know that they will.
0: Yeah, no, listen. Nobody in the defensive backfield for Big Blue had themselves no. a good game last week. And they week. know it, and they uh, were the uh, first uh, one uh, to face uh, the music. Exactly, but I've, you use the word paramount. His importance, Bethea's importance in that locker room with that young group yep. is paramount yeah, it is. for this uh, 2019 Big Blue squad. Anyway, folks, uh, just before we sign off, Big Blue kickoff live uh, reminder is brought to you by Coors Light. If you want to enter to win the ultimate VIP game day experience courtesy of Coors Light, you got to text VIP to 90464 for more details. That is text VIP to 90464 for more details. And that pretty much wraps things up here on this edition of Big Blue Kickoff Live for you on Giants.com. For our man across the way taking good care of us at the controls, Pearson Butler. For David Deal, I'm Ross Salzberg. Thanks for being part of this because without you, we'd have nobody here to be talking to. So until next time, have yourselves a good one. Bye-bye, so long, and farewell.